0: seeing the secrets of the world. When Yaakov Avinu received the message from Mitzrayim that Or Yosef Chai, that his son Yosef was still alive, he was overwhelmed with emotion. He went crazy with Simcha. My son is alive! After all these years that I didn't see him, all this time I thought he was dead. And now you tell me that he's alive. So what did Yaakov say when he heard the good news? Maybe he said, Hashem, I thank you so much, Hashem, from the bottom of my heart. Or maybe he sang to Hashem, I'm so happy, so grateful to you. No, that's not what happened. I'm sure he said that too. But he wasn't satisfied with just that. The only thing that the Torah tells us is that Yaakov said, Elecha ve'er'enu. I have to go and see him. While I'm still alive, I want to see his face, said Yaakov. Now, maybe it doesn't bother you, but I think it's a question. What is so important about going to see Yosef? Yaakov Avinu had important things to do in this world. He had Shlemis to accomplish, devekus Avas Hashem, Yiras Hashem. Life is too short to waste on trips to see people. He had to go and see Yosef. We love our children. We like to see our children. But does a Tsadik, who knows he's in this world for the purpose of achieving perfection, have to uproot his life to see his child? Yaakov has to go down now to Mitzrayim. He has to forsake Eretz Kanan, the land where his forefathers lived. The land that was given to him. And go down to Mitzrayim, a land of Tumah. It wasn't like today. You get on a train and you sit for a few hours and you're there. It was a long and difficult trip. He should have said, I'm so happy he's alive. Oh, wow. what good news. Baruch Hashem, he's alive. I'll write a letter to him. The following story is a very queer story, but I have to tell it to you anyhow. The Gras had a sister whom he hadn't seen for many years. And now she came to Vilna and she went to visit her brother. Oh, my brother, it's been so long. So the gra greeted his sister warmly. He spoke a few words with her. And then he said, Excuse me, I have to go back to my learning. And he went back to his Sepharim. So she was somewhat discouraged. He saw a tear in her eye and he said to her, My sister, don't be upset, please. In the next world, we'll have plenty of time to sit and talk. That's what the Vilna said. Now, don't tell this story to other people. It's only for you to hear. Others might not understand it. But here in this place, we know that great people live for a purpose and that everything they do is measured and calculated. Of course, that's for the Gras. Don't get any ideas, since you waste a lot of time anyhow. So your sister, whom you haven't seen for 10 years, you could spend a little time talking to her. But for great people, for Yaakov Avinu, for the Vilna Gaon, for people of great Madrega, we don't expect them to travel to another country to see a relative. And so we understand that it wasn't just a curiosity. It's been so many years. I want to see how Yosef looks now. Yaakov Avino was a man who was in full control of his thoughts and his emotions. And if he responded to this natural curiosity, if he answered the prompting of this natural desire to see his son, there must have been something to it. And he didn't merely respond to it. Yaakov made a big deal out of it. I must go down to see Yosef before I die, said Yaakov. And when he saw him, he said, Ah, Reo Lo Filaldi. I never imagined I would see your face. Something like that needs an explanation. And the answer is this Yaakov Avinu understood the great power of seeing things in this world. He knew that the tremendous emotion of seeing his beloved son would awaken within him a very great reaction of excitement and gratitude to Hashem. Of course, he would be grateful to Hashem anyhow, but Yaakov wanted more than that. He was always searching for ways and means of becoming more aware of Hashem, and he knew that nothing could compare to the effect of actually seeing his son, the intense gratitude and love of Hashem that would pour from his soul would be unmatched. You shouldn't disdain what you're hearing now. As you sit at your table on Shabbos and you're looking around at the faces of your children, maybe everybody is talking, eating, whatever it is. So you remember what we said here. You look at your child's face and you're thinking, ah, what a beautiful face. What a beautiful experience this is that Hashem is giving to me. I love this child. And the next one too. Such a sweet face. I love this child. Thank you Hashem for this gift. You love every one of them tremendously. And it should be translated into stimulating your love of Akadosh Baruch Hu more and more. There's a great happiness in seeing your children. Even if your child is not a gadol b'toira, but he walks b'derech hayashar. he is a shomer toira u'mitzvahs. It's a tremendous happiness to see his face. If Hashem gives you normal good from children, you should be so happy. You should enjoy them. Enjoy them and thank Hashem every time you see them. You enjoy the child's face. And while you're doing it, you're thinking, I'm not doing it merely because I want to have nachas. I'm doing it because I want to love HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who gave me this tremendous experience to see my child's face. Let me tell you about a tragedy. I was once a sandak at a bris, and the little baby's father had died before he was born. I was weeping as I was sitting with the child on my knee. Everybody was saying, "Mazeltov, Mazeltov," But I was weeping because the father wasn't there anymore. And I had to turn away because I was weeping. I didn't want to weep tears on the child's face. So I turned my face away. If the father could have seen the child before he died, what would he have given? To see his child, his only child. He never had another child. He died before that child was born. If he could have come back and take one look, just one look on his child's face, he'd give up a big piece of oilum Haber. Now don't think it's curiosity. In order to see your child's face, you should feel it's worth everything in the world. You are so fortunate to have a child to look at. It's Ben Bitni, a child of your own body, your child. You are so happy to see it. Now Yaakov understood this great opportunity for love of Hashem. Yaakov understood that there's an especial form of avoda in this world of using your eyes to be reminded of Hashem, and he didn't want to miss out. On that opportunity, certainly, just hearing the news of Yosef brought him great joy and gratitude to Hashem. But he wanted to set his eyes on Yosef and feast on that sight. Ah, the face of my beloved son. And so the purpose of seeing is to make an effect on your neshama. Let me tell you something. When you see something, you create a picture and it is deposited in your mind, which means you'll be surprised. It means that you'll never lose that picture. You'll forget about it, but it's deposited way back in the files of your mind. Every minute now, as you look around, look at the faces, you're taking pictures. And every face is in your mind forever. You can never get it out. Even though you forget about it, it's buried in your mind. I meet a man I haven't seen him for 50 years. He looks vaguely familiar to me. I said, where did I see you once before? I hadn't seen him for 50 years. A true story, but I know that I saw him once. Where was he for the last 50 years? The answer is, the picture is in your mind. I saw that face, so the picture jumped to the front. Looked at the picture, compared him, yes, The picture is in your mind. It's a fact. It's a true scientific fact that every minute your eyes are taking pictures and the pictures are forever in your mind. That's why you have to be careful what you're looking at. Those stupid people who go to the movies and see garbage stories that never happened and not such nice stories either. They're taking pictures in their mind. They're filling their mind with dirt, with schmutz. The Kuzari says that. The Kuzari says... What once went into your mind, even the foolishness that you saw in your youth, you'll never get rid of it. All the days of your life, he's talking about love songs. Shirei Ahava. You hear a love song, you'll never forget it. Even though you'll try your best, you say it's shtus. It really is shtus. A man goes crazy, he's singing about a woman. He sees the woman 50 years later. I was once in love with that woman. You ever had that experience? You loved a woman when she was a young girl. He sees the girl 50 years later. I was once in love with that woman. So you're crazy to sing love songs to a woman? What do you sing about? A face? A face doesn't mean anything. Faces change. They change terribly. All faces change. You get old. You look like a monkey when you're old. Everybody changes. It's natural. And therefore, this foolish song that he sang in his youth remains in his mind forever. The Kuzari says this. He'll never get it out. He'll never get rid of a picture in his mind. And therefore, he warns us. Be careful what goes into your mind. Eyes are windows of the soul and have a tremendous influence on you. If you look with your eyes and see the right things, then your neshama becomes changed. And now, you begin to understand why Yaakov traveled to look at Yosef. Just to see Yosef with his eyes, it paid to make the trip. It's a very important lesson that Yaakov is teaching us now. The Avodah of using our eyes to awaken our neshama. And if we understand it properly, it opens for us a new and extraordinary vista of Avodah Hashem. You know, Many foreign people are very loyal to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Extraordinarily loyal. They live lives filled with mitzvahs and toida. And they're raising families of Oyeb De Hashem. It's beautiful to see. They believe in Hashem so much that they'd even be willing to endure torture. To go into fire or to face the sword or the hangman for their belief in Hashem. It's an Am Kadosh. A holy nation. There's no nation like the Am Yisroel. But I have to tell you something now that will surprise you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that it's not enough. Yes, it's loyalty. It's remarkable loyalty. And you'll be rewarded for that. Hashem will reward you for that to no end, no question. But all of us have an even more important function than that in this world. More important than loyalty. We are here to become aware of Hashem. To feel Hashem we are expected to take that knowledge we have, that Hashem is the boy and who created and manages the world, and to transform it into the feeling that it is actually so, something that we really know, because we've seen and experienced it. That's our job in this world, to find ways and means of taking this great truth of the existence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and making it even more real to us. And what Yaakov Avinu was teaching us, I have to go see him, is that one of the most important ways of becoming constantly aware of HaKalosh Baruch is using our eyes in this world. asa, shi yiru Hashem made so that people should learn Yiras Hashem, Kohelas. What did he make? Everything. And why did he make it? so that we should become aware of him. Yira means to be aware of Hashem. And Shlomo HaMelech is telling us here that Yira's Hashem is everywhere in the world. But it's on one condition. You have to use your eyes to see it. It's a great sadness that people walk through this world with their eyes closed. Every natural object was created for the purpose of Yira's Hashem. There's no other purpose of Shemaim Ha'aretz except To give us that great gift of becoming aware of Hashem. Not merely to gain our consent. That we should say, yes, we admit, Hashem made the world. No. That you knew already from when you began learning Chumash. When you were a child. Breish is bara Elohim. You accepted it right away at the age of five or six years old. And since then, you never thought about that subject. You're a Maiman now. So you think you're finished. But that's a great pity. Because Brei Bara Elohim is a subject you should be studying all your life. If we desire to fulfill our purpose here, we need to open our eyes and the sights begin to crowd in on us. They are so numerous that there is no empty space in this world. Marabu kulam asita. How many are your works? Hashem and all of them you made with wisdom. Still. And the way to gain this awareness is by looking. When you take the time to look at things in the world, so little by little you gain an awareness of Hashem in addition to your emuna peshuta, emuna peshuta is very good. It's excellent if you have the emuna that you were taught in your childhood. Very good. Very good. But it's not good enough. I once gave a mashal here. Suppose Moshe Rabbeinu announced to the Am Royal, let us all come now to Har Sinai, to see Hashem come down on the mountain and give us the Torah. And here is one Jew who says, I have a muna peshuta. I don't have to go. You go and tell me and I'll believe you. When you come back, tell me what happened and I'll be Makabel. Oh no, you're missing an opportunity. You have to come and see it for yourself. Ilu Kervanu Dayenu. Seeing is something altogether different. Just to be there and see with your own eyes gives you Emuna. So this from Jew who had emuna Pashuta, we say to him, nothing doing. You better go out into the world with open eyes and get a little more Emuna than Peshuta. And the Chaymas teaches us in Shara Bechina that the best way to do this is by means of studying the Bria. Now I know that most people will not do what I'm saying. It's a subject that's unfortunately ignored entirely by most people in the firm world. You'll go back to the yeshiva and they'll say, well, it's not so important. It's old-time Musr. It's out of style. Chaymas Lavovas Shara is out of style. You have to know that it's not only the Khaivasal of Abbas, it's a Rambam, Yesai De He writes What is the way to arrive at awareness of Hashem and love of Hashem? Oh, that's a big question, a very important question. So he says that when you look around at the world, at the Masov, Ubruav, Haniflaimaged, at the great and wonderful objects that he made in this world. And you are Mizboinayin. Mizboinayin means that you see it and you think about the wonderful things that you are seeing. Then certainly there will come into you a great fear and love of Hashem. Those are the words of the Rambam. He says, certainly. If you follow this path in life, absolutely it will bring results. The Rambam guarantees it. Everything in this world, says the Rambam, has within it, a deep wisdom with no end to its profundity. Every natural object is full of the wisdom of Hashem with no end to it. And for what purpose? It's trying to show you something. It wants to make known to you the greatness of Hashem. And therefore, once you start looking, you'll think, Who can design such a wonderful thing? Only the infinite designer. Only HaKadosh Baruch Hu can do that. And you'll see Hashem wherever you open your eyes. That's what the Rambam is telling us. Now the Rambam is not a Dorshon. We can rely on his words. He knows what he's talking about. Maybe you don't believe in Chayvesel of Maybe he's too firm for you. But the Rambam? Surely him you can listen to. Everybody talks about the Rambam. In all yeshivas they learn Rambam. And so if the Rambam says that this is the way. So then this is the way. Now this subject is as vast as the universe. It's never ending. But it's our duty to take a few examples at random so that we should better understand what we're talking about here. But we must know that by giving the examples, we are actually belittling the subject. We must give some examples, but we must also know that the subject is so vast that it's like someone saying, give me a sample of the universe. So you pick up a handful of ice from the street and say, here's a sample of the universe. It's a sample, but it gives a very poor idea of what this universe really is. But suppose nobody ever saw anything in this world. He never opened his eyes. So at least let him see a piece of ice, something he should see. And so we'll give a few poor examples of our own. It's a drop in the bucket, but at least it's something. And you'll learn a little bit about how to use your eyes. And once you learn to keep your eyes open in this world, open to all of the Chochmas Hashem, you're already beginning your career of using your eyes to see Hashem in this world. Let's say you're walking in the autumn, and you're breathing the brisk fresh air of autumn. And as your feet are wading through the leaves, you're kicking the leaves on the sidewalk. Now isn't that fun? So you think... Didn't Rabbi Miller say that I shouldn't waste the opportunity? So you look around at the beautiful colors of the leaves and you're thinking that every leaf that falls from the tree is an ace. Why did it fall? You think the leaf got tired and finally fell down. When a leaf falls from a tree, it's an ace. Abscission cells develop at the end of the stem where it's connected to the twig. And then cells do a most purposeful performance of cutting off the leaf from the twig. When it falls, it's a marvel. A marvel of complicated precision. Someone must have designed that, don't you think? Someone with a capital S. And so... You're thinking of Hashem already. Instead of just walking along and thinking about the weather and the news, you're doing something so purposeful in this world. You're thinking about the Boi Dei But don't stop there. Once you begin seeing Hashem in this world, don't let go. Hang on to it with ferocity. Pick up that leaf and admire it with your eyes. A leaf is an amazing, complicated piece of machinery. I say machinery. One leaf is a whole block of factories. It breathes in carbon dioxide and moisture from the air. Sunshine, too. It takes in the sunlight, and then it takes all these things, and it kneads them together, and it makes all the materials that the tree needs out of that. Think about that while you're looking at the leaf. The leaf is making materials, and the leaf is sending the juicy materials through tiny little channels to the stem of the leaf and to the branch of the tree. It goes into the trunk, and it becomes wood. It becomes roots, too. It becomes leaves again, and eventually, it makes blossoms with nectar to attract bees in order to pollinate the plants. And then, a fruit grows. That's the work of the leaf. But don't stop now. Keep looking with your eyes. You see that the leaf is very thin. It's spread out to cover as much space as possible. If you take all the leaves of one tree, it will cover an entire city block. Imagine a breathing space in contact with air of a whole city block. One tree! And each leaf is doing tremendous work, taking in materials from the air. That's why some leaves have irregular circumferences. They're not round and smooth. Why are they irregular? Why is it in and out? Because the edge of the leaf has holes in it, where it breathes in and out. And when you have irregular shapes of the leaf, it means there's more opportunity for this function. Once you start studying one leaf, you'll see with your own eyes, Hashem in the world. And when you do that, so by means of your eyes, all of these ideas will go into your head, and you become a new person. When you look at the Maisei Yadav, Shalakadosh Bolchu, with the intention of seeing a Baruch Hu. So the more and more you look, the more excited about it you become. And you should keep on looking for the next 50 years. Yes, 50 years looking at the leaves. Don't get tired of it. You'll be surprised. Each time you look, you'll see more and more. And after a while, seeing a leaf becomes to you a symbol of Hashem's presence in this world. It transforms your neshama. And you become a Yir Shammayim, Someone who lives with a constant awareness of Hashem. And so we're learning now that this world is made to be seen. That's why you walk on the avenue. What do you need stores for? For shopping? Who needs shopping? Pay attention now to how to use the stores you pass on the street. Let's say you pass by the bakery. You look in the window and you see loaves of bread. Don't just take a quick look and walk further. Stop and look. Say, isn't that wonderful? Where did bread come from? Hamoichi lechem min Say it with your mouth. It's a miracle. Bread is a miracle. Nobody can make bread out of nothing. The chemists can't make bread. Dupont can't make bread. Hamoichi, he is the only one who can bring forth bread from the earth. So you look in the window and you think these thoughts. Now, of course, if you're an ordinary person, so you're too much of a wise guy to do that. We're talking about people, men and women, boys and girls, who want to make something out of themselves. So you walk by a window and you stop to look. Let's say you see some chocolate cake in the window, even better. Chocolate cake! Where did all of that pleasure come from? It's a delicacy. Flavors and chocolate. It's all miracles. Nobody can make it. Only HaKalash Baruchu. By day, he is the one who creates. Me name is Zainos. All these cakes and cookies. And those are your thoughts as you look in the window at the chocolate cake. Years ago, I used to wait for a bus at a certain corner. And there was an Italian bakery on that corner. I would stand there looking in the window while I was waiting for the bus. I saw their 20 kinds of bread, all kinds of bread, different shapes and sizes, and I studied them. It was amazing. Of course, I couldn't eat their bread, but it was remarkable to see what an appetizing thing bread is. What an amazing sight. I looked at the breads, and I was Miss Boynen. And I did it for a long time, because I had to wait there on the corner every day for the bus. It was an education for me. If you pass by a window like that, you should utilize it. And now, you keep on going. And down the block is a fruit store. Now, if you don't bother using your eyes, you won't see anything. It's big bins of fruit. That's all. But if you open your eyes, you'll see that Elokim Asashi Yiru Hashem made it for a purpose. Ah! Fruits! Red fruits, golden fruits, purple fruits, green fruits, yellow fruits. Take a look inside the window. And you'll see a cut watermelon with deep red flesh. Such beautiful colors. Where did they come from? How did it happen? Take your time. Walk slowly by and look at an orange. See how beautiful it is. You might think it's wax or plastic fruit that you could hang in your sukkah. Such beautiful colors just couldn't be natural. The answer is they're not natural. They're made by a manufacturer. The manufacturer with a capital M made it his business to put such a beautiful tint that made the fruit so delectable to the imagination. It's more fun eating an orange that is beautifully colored. Don't you know that? Suppose oranges are the color of potatoes. It wouldn't be much fun, even though they tasted the same. At this lecture, some years ago, a young man asked, Can you prove that there is a God? I said, yes, I'll do it immediately. And I said, why is an orange so brightly colored on the outside of the skin? But on the underside of the skin, it has no color at all. Now take this seriously. What you are hearing is a fundamental question and there is no scientist in the world who can answer it. Why is it that the brightly colored fruits are colored only on the outside but the underside of the skin has no color? Doesn't that demonstrate that the purpose of the color is to be seen? Did you ever see an orange tree? The beautiful glowing oranges stand out among the green leaves like beacons, like traffic lights, and they say, come and take me. So it means that there is an intelligence, a creator who is offering you an orange, and he says, my fellow, take an orange and enjoy it. And why is it? That all those months that the orange was green, it refused to fall off of the tree. It stubbornly held on to the tree. You could shake the tree, but the orange wouldn't fall off. And as soon as it becomes ripe and announces its ripeness by its color, it obligingly falls off by itself. Isn't that a miracle? Stop for a minute and look at the orange peel. Not only is it a golden yellow on the outside, it's glossy too. And on the other side, on the bottom of the peel, it's not glossy or even colored. Why is it that? Is it an accident? Why shouldn't the underside be colored beautifully and have plastic? And the top part should be white and spongy. How does that happen? You have to take a look at that orange peel and ask these questions. The answer is, that Rakhadosh Baruch Hu wants you to see the plan and purpose with your eyes. He wants you to pay attention to the orange peel. The peel has to protect the orange so that the outside is covered with a very thin layer of organic plastic that makes it slippery. So even little chewing insects cannot bite in. That's why rarely does an insect bite into an orange. The orange is covered with a plastic, an organic plastic. There are so many things that you could know if only you would look. So let us hold on to this and live with it until it sinks in. If you pass by a fruit stand, you should stop. It pays to stop and look. Suppose you make it a principle that every time you pass by a fruit stand, you'll stop for one half a minute, every fruit store for 30 seconds, and you'll admire the handiwork of Hashem. It's an amazing exhibition. Learn to be excited over the show that Hashem is putting on for you because it's put there just for that. Elokim Asah. Hashem made fruit stands for that purpose. When you see a brightly colored orange in the fruit stand, it's a lesson in a Muna. One fruit is enough to teach you enough, Yiraz Hashem, to last you a lifetime. And each one has seeds inside of it. Last week I had a conversation with the fruit store man. I said to him, how did the seeds get into the fruit? He looked at me like I fell off the moon. I said to him, did you ever find a fruit with a nickel inside? So he tells me that it never happened. He's been selling fruit for 30 years on King's Highway, and he never found a nickel in a fruit. So I asked him, if you find a nickel inside the apple, would you think that a person put it there? He said, yes, I would know somebody put it in there. And you find a seed inside the apple. A seed is a thousand times more complicated than a nickel. The seed has in it a million bits of information on how to create a tree and it has the machinery to do it as well if you plant me in the ground says the seed i'm going to create an orange tree from what from air and water and sunshine the orange tree will have roots it will have a trunk it will have branches it will have leaves it will have lots of orange blossoms And it will produce oranges with seeds inside, just like myself. And all these plans are in the little orange pit. So it's a good idea to have an orange pit in your pocket sometimes. Carry it around with you. I do it. I carry seeds with me. I take them out sometimes in the middle of the street and I look at them. Ah, look at the miracle! It's more precious than any kind of diamond that you could find. Because no diamond is as valuable as the lesson that this world is made by a great designer. Now I'm telling you only some examples, because you can't stay here all night. And I don't get paid for overtime anyhow. But there are plenty more good things you can see in the street. You walk in the street sometimes, don't you? It doesn't cost you any money. It doesn't take much time either. The opportunities are as endless as the universe. These pictures are all around us. And it's not the fault of our colors Hu if people ignore them. If someone brought you into an art gallery, I'm not recommending art galleries, especially nowadays. But suppose, let's say, someone brought you into an art gallery, but you took a handkerchief out of your pocket and blindfolded yourself. And now you're walking down the corridors on both sides are expensive paintings. But you see nothing. It is nobody's fault but your own pull off the blindfold, and you'll see everything. This world is full of pictures on all sides. We have these living pictures, and each one of them is powerful enough to make a lasting impression on us, to make new men out of us. Trust me, it pays for all of you to consider such a career. You should take me seriously, because once you get into this habit... You've embarked on a career for life, a tremendous career of using your eyes. And once you get started on this career, it's a ladder to greatness. Seeing is one of the great delights of life. It's a pleasure to be able to open your eyes and see what's going on around you. Take a peek into the eye doctor's office and you'll see people waiting there with bandages covering their eyes. All kinds of eye ailments. This one needs this operation, and the other fellow a different operation. But the greatest blessing of having eyes is the opportunity to utilize them to see the Yadav of akadosh Baruch And you can see his blue sky, his red apples, his colorful leaves, and his orange seeds. You can see his snow and his rain as it comes down. Everything belongs to him. And it's all for one purpose. Kulo Omer covers. The entire creation is giving honor to Hashem. And the more we recognize Him, that's our success in this world. When we come into the next world, we will be questioned. What did you bring along with you? How much baggage did you bring from your stay in that world? And therefore our purpose in this world is to fill our lives with as much baggage as possible. And the best baggage you can bring along with you to Oylem Hava is a mind that thought constantly about Hashem. And so we say to everyone, wake up and open your eyes. There's a career of greatness waiting for you. A career of seeing Hashem. And then when you come to the next world, you'll be able to boast about the great business you made in Olam For a little bit of effort, you acquired greatness. You'll be surprised how many opportunities you can find during your lifetime to do this. The entire briah testifies to Hashem. All of your works speak of the glory of your kingdom. Everything is praising Hashem. Only that in order to see it, we have to open our eyes. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Let's get practical. Opening my eyes. We learn from Yaakov Avinu the immense value of seeing things with our eyes. It's not enough to know about Hashem's greatness and goodness. We have to see it. This week, I will believe that there to stop for a half a minute whenever I pass a fruit store and reflect on Hashem's greatness and goodness that is evident from His creation.